This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin, Allahumma laka alhamdu, wa ilayka al-mushtaka, wa bika thiqatu, wa alayka tuklan, wa la hawla, wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyu al-azim. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأن تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم صلي وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين uh, Brothers and sisters welcome to our regular tafsir class where we are going through the tafsir of Surah Al-Baqarah I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless this gathering uh, it's really a ni'mah to be able to come to the masajid and have these types of gatherings and to remind ourselves of uh, the Qur'an and the Sunnah. May Allah make us among those that just not only listen to it, but also act upon it. We were in the middle of Surah Al-Baqarah and we were speaking about Prophet Ibrahim quite a lot. Uh, these ayats are all about Prophet Ibrahim salam. And we mentioned how significant of a figure he is for us as Muslims. He is the only individual that our Prophet ﷺ is told to specifically follow. The Prophet is generally told to follow the guidance that came before. When Allah mentions many Prophets in Surah Al-An'am, Allah says to the Prophet, and of course by extension to us, Those messengers and those Prophets are those whom Allah guided, so follow them in their guidance. But Prophet Ibrahim specifically, Allah, Allah said to him, to, to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَوَحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ أَنِ اتَّبِعَ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمِ Allah mentioned to follow the way of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And what makes Prophet Ibrahim such a central figure is that Allah promised him that he will be an imam. We mentioned in, in verse 124 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is a promise from Allah to Prophet Ibrahim. إِنِّي جَعَلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا I will make you an imam to all people. And you can see that in how many faiths they claim Ibrahim salam. This is why you have the term Abrahamic religions, right? Many, many faiths they know of his greatness, they want, they claim to be. And one of the main messages you'll find in the Quran regarding Prophet Ibrahim salam is to um, ensure that, uh, to, to refute that claim. No, not all faiths follow Ibrahim, absolutely not. Specifically, Judaism and Christianity, who have a strong connection to Prophet Ibrahim, are being told that is absolutely not the case. مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًّا وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا Ibrahim wasn't a Yahudi, he wasn't a Nasrani, but he was Hanif, one that turned away. The word Hanif, always mentioned regarding Ibrahim alayhi salam. Hanif, Millat Ibrahim, Hanifa, right? Al-Hanifiyya, which is to turn away from all and only towards Allah. To turn away, this is why... The word Hanf or Ahnaf, it comes from the person, uh, the Arabs used to call the person whose legs, when they are walking, their legs are um, turned outwardly or inwardly. They call him Ahnaf Rijlain. They are turned away, right? So, what is Ibrahim turning away from? Everything that is false, everything that is not Haq, towards all that is Haq, turning away from all false deities, only towards Allah. So this is what Hanif is, and Ibrahim truly was a Hanif. So now, the claim of the Yahud and the Nasara to Ibrahim is being refuted in many different ways. 
Number one, Allah tells us about the message of Ibrahim is a message of Tawheed, which is not present in the Yahudiyah and the Nasraniyah. Another thing Allah tells us is this, the Kaaba. Does the Kaaba have any importance to Christianity? Does the Kaaba have any importance to the Yahud? No. Who built the Kaaba? Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. So, you are ignoring such a monumental part of his legacy, don't you dare claim to be a follower of his. Which is why Allah is telling us, you want to follow Ibrahim? Ibrahim stood for Tawheed. You want to follow Ibrahim? Ibrahim built the Kaaba. You want to follow Ibrahim? Ibrahim made dua for Allah to send a messenger to the people of Mecca, which is Prophet Muhammad, so follow Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And also, think about the word that is being used here. Ibrahim and Ismail are making dua. And they said in verse 128, we mentioned that in our last lesson, they said, رَبَّنَا وَجَعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ Oh Allah, make us two Muslims. Look at the wording. Muslims. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And make our offspring and our progeny a ummah that is Muslim to you, O Allah. And we covered what the word Muslim means. Muslim is one that does what? Submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what the da'wah of Ibrahim comes to. Submit yourself to Allah through Tawheed. And then he makes a dua for a messenger to be sent. And that messenger, of course, was Prophet Muhammad sallallahu O Allah, sent among them a messenger. ayatika, Reciting upon them your verses. Teaching them the book. And the sunnah. And purifying them through this learning. And giving them tarbiyah. O Allah, you are the mighty. Al-Hakim, the all-wise. So... There is a strong connection between Islam and Ibrahim, between Ummah of Muhammad and Ibrahim salam. He is the Khalil of Allah. Now Allah poses a question. This is where our lesson starts today. Allah poses a question. In verse 130. Allah mentions, And who is the one that will reject the way of Ibrahim? Who is the one that will deny and reject the way of Ibrahim. Illa man safiha nafsah. Except the one who fools himself. How could you? How could you reject the way of Ibrahim? No one should and no one uh, uh, except the one who is fooling himself. Because it is through the way of Ibrahim that you will find salvation and guidance. The word raghiba is used here. Raghiba. Interesting. The, the Arabic language is very interesting. It's very. Raghiba. Could mean to like It also could mean to dislike Whoever dislikes If I say um, It means I like Muhammad I dislike Muhammad So It's meaning you will only understand With the word that is followed Whoever dislikes the way of Ibrahim Rejects it who would do something like that? Allah is asking, who, and the, 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 the question here isn't a question of trying to find information because Allah is all-knowing. This question is called tawbikh. It is, who dares? Who dares to uh, reject and to dislike the way of Ibrahim alayhi salam? إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِيهَا نَفْسَ Except the one who is a safi, fools himself. A safi is a fool. And you'll find the word Safi come in the Quran a few times in, in later ch- chapters, actually in a few lessons from this one, will come Sayyakulu Sufaha. And the Safis will say, the fools will say, 
right? And we mentioned already in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, أَلَا هُمُ السُّفَهَا When we're talking about the, the conversation between the hypocrites, uh, where they would claim to be Muslims, and then go back to the people and say, oh, we're just messing about, uh, we, we think the companions are sufaha. Allah said, no, they are the fools, right? So, a, a safi is also someone, uh, and it's used in, in fiqh, for example, that there are certain types of people who are not allowed to be in charge of their own wealth, right? Certain types of people who are not allowed to be in charge of their own wealth. And that is, uh, they, uh, they are also called, uh, this person, uh, the ruling they are giving is that they are, they are a safi with regards to their wealth. An example of that would be, let's say uh, a brother, he is borrowing money from a lot of people and not paying them back. And whatever money he's earning, he's wasting it in things that are not appropriate. Now this person, uh, they, the, 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 this concept is called hajar. Not Hajar the rock, but Hajar is to stop the person from using his wealth. So the government, if there was an Islamic government, would intervene and take over his wealth and pay the people that he owes because this person is too much of a Safi to do it himself. Does that make sense? This is also, so it's also used as a legal term, Safi. So uh, this is the person that, whose wealth must be, someone else must be in charge of. Uh, because they can't do it themselves either. An example of that would be people that now have gambling issues, right? That would be a clear example of that. Or, and there could be other examples as well. Tayyib. Uh, Allah says, Who dares to reject, to dislike the way of Ibrahim alayhi salam, illa man safiya nafsa. Who is this conversation being held with? Who is Allah uh, talking about? The Yehud and the Nasara mainly. The Yehud and the Nasara mainly. Because a lot of the qisa uh, of Banu Israel was being spoken about and then we got to Prophet Ibrahim salam, and now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and a lot more detail actually in Surah Ali Imran. In Surah Ali Imran, Allah speaks about this in a lot more detail and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The most, uh, the closest people to Ibrahim, the most deserving people of being called the followers of Ibrahim are those who followed him. And this Prophet, Prophet Muhammad and those who believed. So Allah destroyed the claim of saying we are the followers of Ibrahim. In, in other words, the word Abrahamic faith and Abrahamic religion is a nice word, and I guess people use it, but there's only one Abrahamic faith, and that is Islam. There's only one Abraham, Abrahamic faith if you want to be very uh, uh, accurate, accurate, because there is no Abrahamic faith without Tawheed, pure monotheism. There's no Abrahamic faith without, for example, the whole concept of Kaaba or Hajj, all of these. Does that make sense? But I guess that term is used, um, uh, it's, I'm not uh, denying or discussing its usage, but if you want to be really accurate, deenul, like the Prophet said, and this is why there's actually a statement that is used quite often, which is, I actually remember I, went, I was at a khutbah once, and the khatib said, There is no faith. Among the faiths that came from the heavens, that came from Allah, there's no deen. Among all the deens that came from Allah, except it prohibited adultery and fornication. Now, there's a problem in that statement. And that problem is there's only one deen that came from Allah. There's only one deen, right? Now, there's a difference between the deen and the legislation, the details. 
The details are different based on one ummah and the other ummah. But the deen of Prophet Musa is the same deen as Prophet Isa is the same deen as Prophet Muhammad. What's the evidence for that? The Prophet said in the hadith, Deen al-Anbiya is wahid. Deen al-Anbiya wahid. This is why uh, I've, I've seen a statement that is used by some people. Um, it's called, they say, and when, they, when they're done with you, they say, Let's, brother, leave me alone, man. Musa bidin, Isa bidin. Leave me alone. And it's like, leave me alone. I've seen people that use that statement. As long as Musa and Isa have the same deen, right? The deen of the Prophet is one. So there can't be many Abrahamic religions. There's only one truly Abrahamic faith, which is Islam. But some people use that term, and Allah knows best. Um, Allah asked the question, Except for one who fools himself. And then Allah mentions why Ibrahim is so special. Allah says, Indeed, we have chosen him in this dunya. The word istafa, it means to choose. Mustafa is the chosen one. That's why among the prophets, names is Al-Mustafa, the chosen one. The word mujtaba means the same thing. Istafaynahu wajtabaynahu. Ijtabayna, we chose. Istafayna, we chose. So Allah chose Prophet Ibrahim fi dunya in this world. What did Allah choose him for? Allah chose him to be his khalil. Allah chose him to be an imam. Inni nasi imama. Allah chose him to be the one that raises the foundations of the Kaaba. Allah chose him for the rituals of Hajj that is done by the Ummah of Muhammad to be started with him. Allah chose him for many, many things. He was chosen by Allah in this world. And in the hereafter, he will be among the righteous. Of course, he will be among the righteous. He's among the most righteous people to have ever lived. Um, um, there is a hadith in Muslim where the Prophet one of the companions says to him, Ya khair al-bariyah, oh the best of creation. And he said, La taqul hadha, fa'idhaaka Ibrahim. The best of creation is Ibrahim. Now, the Prophet was being humble. The Prophet is the best of creation. But Ibrahim is a very close second. And the scholars generally, generally say it's Prophet Ibrahim is right there next to Prophet Muhammad The only two people whom we know are the Khalils of Allah. The Khalils of Allah. How do we know that Prophet Ibrahim was a Khalil, a close companion and beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's mentioned in the Quran. Khalila. How do you know Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Because he said in the hadith, Inna Allah attakhadani khalilan kama attakhad Ibrahim khalila. Allah took me as a Khalil. Tayyib. Uh, so Allah said we chose him in this world and in the hereafter he's among the righteous. Among the things that we know about Ibrahim alayhi wa is that he will be the first to be clothed on the Day of Judgment. As everyone is uh, naked uh, on the Day of Judgment, and one would argue, wouldn't people be looking at each other? But Aisha anha, asked that question for us to the Prophet. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Al-amru ashadda min dhalik. The situation is a lot worse than that. It's a lot worse than that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, save us and make us among Ahl Jannah and make it easy on us. Tayyib. So one more time. وَمَنْ يَرْغَبُ عَمْ مِلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ Who dares to reject, to dislike the way of Ibrahim? إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِيَ النَّفَّ except, except one who fools himself, his nafs. Indeed, we have chosen him in this world, and indeed, Ibrahim is in the hereafter, among the righteous. And how did he earn that righteousness? How did Ibrahim earn that righteousness? It's a question we have to ask ourselves because we also want to be among the righteous. Allah tells us, Allah says, And when his Lord said to him, Aslim, submit, Ibrahim said, I submit myself. To the Lord of the Alameen All of the Alams, the worlds, mankind, jinn and all that exists So The key to Ibrahim Alayhi salam being the best 
is his submitting to Allah. What does it mean to be submitting to Allah? It means to be a Muslim. To be a Muslim. And Ibrahim was a true Muslim. The word aslama is to surrender and submit. As Muslims, we surrender our will to Allah. Our free will back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have been given the choice. You can pray, not pray. You can drink or not drink, right? You can fast and not fast. You have that choice. Allah gave you that. فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنُ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرُ Whoever wants, let him believe and whoever wants, let him disbelieve. So that choice you, is being given to you by who? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a ni'mah. So now you have agency. You can choose. Now, then Allah asks us to give back that choice. To give back this free will that you have. And don't live by your own desires and your own whims, but live by the law Allah gives you. Why? Because this is what it means to be a true servant to Allah. Another reason, because this is how you will live the best life possible. Following the law sent by Allah, it ensures we live the most, uh, the best experience in this world. And we will also ensure that we are true servants to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Ibrahim was the epitome, it was the example of that. Nothing that he was asked to do Did he even hesitate He was told to give da'wah to his people He started with his father His father says If you don't leave me I will stone you to death He kept on giving his da'wah He went to his people He gave them da'wah They tried to burn him alive It didn't stop him And throughout his journey You see Ibrahim facing adversity after adversity Difficult time after, To the point where Allah keeps on testing him And we mentioned those tests what did Allah say about Ibrahim and his tests? If you go back to verse 124 When Allah tested, when Allah tried When Allah tested Ibrahim with commandments And he fulfilled them all He passed with flying colors This is why he is such an, a, a central figure in Islam Because he shows you, okay You're struggling with your five daily prayers you're struggling with the hijab. You're struggling with being a practicing Muslim. Look at Ibrahim alayhi salam. He wasn't asked to pray five times a day. He was asked to slaughter his son. That was his test. He wasn't asked to fast one month of Ramadan. He was asked to leave, and, uh, leave his baby and hajar in the desert. Allah was testing his trust in Allah. Allah was testing his submission. Ibrahim who did khitan on himself. Khitan on himself, first to circumcise himself. Ibrahim, who every single test Allah put forth, would do it. What is the, 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 the base upon this? Why, would he, why was he doing all of this? Very simple. He understood what it meant to be a Muslim. And Allah is telling us, Ibrahim was chosen in this world to be an imam. Ibrahim was among the righteous in the hereafter. Why? When his Lord said to him, Submit, what was his answer? Yeah, but actually it's difficult. No. I submit myself to the Lord of the worlds. This is what it means to be a Muslim. Something that should perhaps mention is that the word Muslim, it means to submit. And the word Mu'min, it means to believe. Of course, Ibrahim was a Muslim and a Mu'min. But when we use those two terms, Mu'min and Muslim, they have different meanings. They have different, and actually they are One is a higher level than the other Muslim, of course the Islam of, of uh, Ibrahim Islam was of the highest level But to initially submit yourself And to enter into Islam you become a Muslim 
a mu'min is a higher level. A mu'min is a higher level. And uh, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, and this is actually the belief of all uh, of the of Ahl sunnah there's two groups that say Muslim and mu'min are exactly the same, the Qadri and the Khawarij. They say Muslim and mu'min are exactly the same. But the overwhelming majority of Ahl sunnah the rest of the actual Ahl sunnah they say they're not the same. They have different meanings. And what is the evidence for this in the Quran? Allah says about the Bedouins, Arabu, the Bedouins, they were people, these were people that came into Islam, they accepted Islam. They said, Aslam Amanna, we believe, we have faith, we are believers. Allah said, Don't say this. But say, We have submitted. Iman is, it requires work. You can't just say, I am a mu'min. It requires work. You are a Muslim first, and then as you work on your iman, as you do your act, act of good deeds, as you pray more, as you read more Quran, as you build yourself up, you'll come, you become a believer. And if a higher level is a muhsin, right? One time one of the companions said, uh, give something. Give such and such, for he is a mu'min. The Prophet said, oh Muslim. Perhaps he's just a Muslim. Don't, doesn't mean don't give him, but don't to, throw the title mu'min, uh, giving, giving it to everyone. A mu'min is actually, it requires work. And there's a whole mas'ala mentioned and studied in Aqeedah, which is, can I say I am a mu'min? Can I say and claim I am a mu'min? Then the scholars, they say, depends on what you mean by that. Because you shouldn't be giving tizki to yourself. I am a true believer. I, I, you know, it's, it's almost alluding that you have complete iman, which this is why there are so many ahadith. And by the way, every hadith you come across that says, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى None of you doesn't believe X unless. Who can give me a hadith? Who can finish that? None of you doesn't believe unless. He loves for your brother or he loves for Muslim. So none of you doesn't believe. Here means none of you doesn't believe a faith that is complete. لا يؤمن أحدكم إيمانا كاملا. That's what it means. Right? Can anyone give me another example? لا يؤمن أحدكم. Right? It's very good. That hadith is one of the last hadith in the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi. There is some weakness in the chain, but it's, it's a good hadith. It means the, the meaning is perfect, by the way. The meaning is good. One of you doesn't truly believe unless, unless your own desires are following that which I came with. So there are many So when you come, uh, when you come across the hadith that says, None of you truly believe. The word truly is really important. It means you do believe, but your belief can increase, right? So the one who loves for his brother, when he loves for himself, the one who this is this is you working on your iman. Does that make sense? Um, how do we come to the concept of talking about iman? Because you were talking about Islam. So Islam and iman. All mu'mins are Muslims, but not every Muslim is a mu'min. Did that make sense? Why isn't every Muslim a mu'min? Because you work your way towards being a true mu'min. But every person that is a mu'min is a Muslim. One, another thing you have to remember is, and this is very important, is that the, the, these two terms, iman and Islam, or mu'min and Muslim, these two terms, if they are mentioned together in a sentence or in a conversation, they mean different things. If they are mentioned separately or, or by themselves, it encompasses both. In other words... In this verse, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ it, it means Muslim, Mu'min, all of it. Because it's mentioned separately. But if you bring them together, they mean different things. Like the hadith of Jibreel. 
Arkan Islam, Arkan Iman. They mean different things. Like the hadith I mentioned earlier. When the Prophet Sallallahu said, uh, when he said, give him because he's a mu'min. The Prophet said, perhaps he's a Muslim. They mentioned the same context. So the Prophet is distinguishing between the word mu'min and Muslim. In the verses of Surah Al-Hujarat, the A'rab, the Bedouin said, we are mu'minists. No, 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 no. You are Muslims. They mean different things. But if they're mentioned separately, they mean the same thing. Did that principle make sense? Okay. So, how, question, how did Ibrahim salam reach the level where he is chosen by Allah in this world and among the righteous? In a nutshell, aslim, When his Lord said to him, submit, he submitted to the will of his Lord, the Lord of all. Then, in the following verses, we see why Ibrahim is such an important figure and how he wasn't only about himself, he was very keen on guidance being passed down and it being spread. Now this is very interesting. We mentioned the weeks that passed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Ibrahim a gift and that was, I will make you an imam. Who said that, who said that Allah? To who Ibrahim, I will make you an imam. Ibrahim didn't say, that's amazing, Ya Rabbi, thank you, and that's it. He didn't say that. He, wasn't, he said, What about my children? What about my offspring? He wasn't only thinking about himself, he was also thinking about, and by dhurriya it means your children and their children and everyone after. And then Allah said, لا ينال عهد الظالمين My promise will not reach the wrongdoers. Meaning what? The wrongdoers among your offspring, they will not be imams. But the good among them will be. And many of them were. Who can tell me who are among those imams of guidance are among the offspring of Ibrahim? Who comes to mind? Prophet Muhammad and all the other prophets of Israel, his two sons, Ismail and Ishaq, there's his son Yaqub, Yusuf, Musa, all of these are Israel, Isa. How was Isa Ben Israel? Can Isa be Ben Israel? From his mother's side. From his mother's side. Yes. Maryama, who's also. Maryama, or Maryam bin Imran, she's also among these leaders and these imams. Right? She's also among these imams and these leaders. Tayyip. Uh, um, so Allah tells him you're an imam He immediately asks about his offspring That's the point I was trying to make So you don't only think about yourself You also think about those that come after you You make dua for them, you think about them Then later on When He makes dua for Makkah Ibrahim makes dua for Makkah Oh Allah make this a blessed place With fruits and, and take care of its people He's thinking about others again Right? Then he builds the Kaaba and he makes dua with his son, Oh Allah, make us Muslims, just us, no, and among our offspring an ummah that is Muslim. Then he asks Allah to send them a messenger. Who's that messenger? Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why there's a hadith, believe Sahih Muslim, where the Prophet said, Ana da'wat Ibrahim wa Bushra Isa. I am the 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 the, the, da'wa, the dua of Ibrahim. And I'm also the, the glad tiding of Isa Because Isa gave glad tidings to a messenger that came after And that's from Muhammad So you have Ibrahim always worried about the next generation About his children, about those who come after him To the point where he's constantly making dua for them Now, he's not only making dua for them Now he has them sitting in front of them Now he has his son Ismail And his other son Ishaq And then he has Yaqub Yaqub, his grandson so now he's giving them a wasiyah, he's advising them, instructing them. Allah is teaching us the instructions that Ibrahim gave to his children. And 
Ibrahim enjoyed, instructed, advised this submission. The same submission that granted him the rank of being among the righteous in the hereafter and being an imam in this world, he's advising that to his children. Ibrahim his children. and Yaqub, his grandson. Ya Baniya, O my children. Inna Allah Allah has chosen for you this deen. فَلَا تَمُتُنَّ Do not die إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Except while you are Muslims Submitters People that are following the laws of Allah And His commandments Don't die except as a Muslim Right? This is a beautiful advice uh, That He is giving them He's saying to them um, Oh my sons Allah has chosen for you The true religion الدين, The one true religion so do not die except in faith of Islam, except upon this way. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala poses a question because this was a conversation that was the, the Prophet being held with the Yahud and the Nasara. Because the uh, this is very important because the Yahud said that Yaqub, and Yaqub is very significant in the history of the Yahud. Why? He is their father, he is Israel Yaqub is Israel So the Bani Israel, they look towards Yaqub, right? Allah calls him Israel in the Quran All food was halal for Israel Except that which Israel made haram for himself Who's Israel here? Prophet Yaqub So they said why are, you, why, why are you upon Judaism? Why are you upon Yehudiyah? Why are you upon this? Because Prophet Yaqub Advised us to be. This was Prophet Yaqub's dying wish for us to be upon Yahudiyyah. And Allah is refuting that. How do you know that? How do you know that was a dying wish? Were you witnesses? When death came to Yaqub? Were you there? Or were you witnesses when death approached Yaqub? Who was a witness when death approached Yaqub? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah is telling us what happened, what really happened. Am kuntum shuhada'a Were you witnesses Id hadara Ya'qub al-mawtu When death came upon Ya'qub Id qala When he said Libanihi to his children He posed a question Ma ta'buduna min ba'di What are you going to worship after me? I want to pause here um, A few things to mention is Look at these great prophets They're about to die And the only thing on their mind is What do my children worship? Who will they worship? Will they be Muslims or not? Often as we raise children, we think about many things. Who will inherit my business? Please ensure that you take care of it. How would we do with this investment or that? Right? Who's going to take care of my, my youngest son? Ensure that he's well taken care of. That he goes to the best schools. This, that or the other. That's where our minds are at. Our minds are in the dunya. Ibrahim is speaking to Yaqub and Ismail and Ishaq. And he's worried about, he's mentioning them about La ilaha illallah. Will you stay Muslims? Yaqub is with his children. Who was his children? His twelve children, Yusuf and Benjamin and the other ten. And there is an ether that's mentioned by some of the Mufassirin, uh, like Al Baghawi, where he mentions that when Yaqub entered into Egypt, he worried because in Egypt there was a lot of idolatry, and there was a lot of uh, they because, and I think I mentioned this previously as well, that. But the Banu Israel ended up in Egypt through the migration of Yaqub to Yusuf. And they then lived among the Copts and the Egyptians, which will result in the Hebrews or the Yahud living there, which will result in their 
uh, enslavement which will be when Musa is sent among them. That's why they were in Egypt. And they eventually go, go, go back. Uh, now, um, so, Yaqub saw the idolatry that was happening. And he worried about that. He saw people worshipping the sun and the fire. And you can imagine Egypt, uh, 1400 years ago, not 1400 years ago, thousands of years ago actually, uh, and what they were upon. So Prophet Yaqub is ensuring, stay upon your feet, stay upon the way of your forefathers. And then he asked them this, so, and he's about to die. He's about to die, Allah says, were you witnesses when death came upon Yaqub, when he said to his children, who will you worship after me? And what was their answer? Qalu, they said, who said? His children. Na'budu, we will worship. Ilahaka, your Lord. Your ilah. Wa ilaha abaika, and the Lord and the God of your fathers. And who are your fathers? Ibrahim. In other words, you are upon the way of Ibrahim. And your father, Ismail. And your father, Ishaq. And what, who are we going to worship? Ilahan wahid and one God. One Allah. We're going to be upon Tawheed. We're going to be upon Tawheed. Just that? No. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ And we will be submitted to him alone. Islam and Tawheed was mentioned. Islam and Tawheed. This is what they answered. This is the, the da'wah of Prophet Ibrahim and subsequently the da'wah of all the prophets and da'wah of Muhammad They were all Muslims. So their deen was Islam and their call was Tawheed. Another interesting point to mention is they said, we will follow the way of your fathers. And they, who are they speaking to? Who's, who's about to die? And who, whose name is? Yaqub. And then they mention, you'll be upon the religion of your fathers, Abaika. And who's the first that they mention? Ibrahim, which is his grandfather. Right? And then is Ismail. Ismail isn't his father. What is Ismail to Yaqub? His uncle. So, why, so from here you learn something quite interesting. The Arabs used to call their uncles fathers. The Arabs used to call their uncles fathers. So this is, you find that quite often in the Quran or in the Sunnah where the father is being referred to as, the uncle is being referred to as the father. So Ismail, your uncle, and Ishaq, your actual father, right? And they all worship Allah alone and we will also worship Allah alone when and we will submit to him alone. Then there's another point that must be rectified. Because the Yahud and the Nasara would claim that we are the people of Israel. Therefore, we have some divine right to be upon the Haqq. And that was dealt with already in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. When Allah taught us, when they said, نَحْنُ أَبْنَاءُ اللَّهِ وَأَحِبَاءُهُ In Surah Ma'idah, we are the children and the chosen people. Or when they said, we will go to Jannah and we will not be punished إِلَّا أَيَامًا مَعْدُودًا Except for a few days. Right? It's all thing. Just because we are from the Banu Israel, we are saved. Allah refuted that concept by saying, no, the only way you are saved is uh, if you do righteous actions and have faith. It right? doesn't matter who your lineage is, who you are connected with. So here, you, someone might be a little bit confused. Why? Because okay, you have Ibrahim and then his children and then their children. And, and so is this a family thing? One could, is this a family thing? And Allah is saying, no, it's not. Tilka ummatun qad khalat. You see those great prophets that were upon Tawheed and Islam? They are a nation that is gone. 
لها ما كسبت they will earn what they worked for ولكم ما كسبتم and you will earn that which you work for ولا تسألون عما كانوا يعملون and you will not be asked about what they used to do so don't hang on or cling on to the good that these great prophets done that will not help you nor will what you do help them it is everyone and their actions so from this verse we are being taught it is your responsibility to be upon Tawheed it is your responsibility to be upon Islam to be a true Muslim like they were take them as an example follow them follow their guidance but in the end it's going to be you and your own deeds we're going to stop here inshallah inshallah ta'ala this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.